Welcome to episode 120 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast sharing stories from inspiring people to help you tell your story and build your business. I'm Amelia Ville, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Going live on Monday, 24th of December, in this episode, I wanted to wish you a merry, merry Christmas and to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support in listening to my podcast. I sincerely appreciate each and every one of my listeners. So thank you, thank you for joining me on this journey. As a small business owner, mum and FIFO wife, for those of you who don't know this term, it means that my husband works a fly and fly out roster. I often feel like I'm juggling and sometimes I haven't quite managed to get all the balls in the air. So this Christmas and New Year's, I'm committing to taking some time off. I'm taking time for reflection, relaxing and spending time with my family and friends. Before I do, I wanted to share with you some insights I learnt from one of my key 2018 goals and then finished on a festive note. In today's episode of Be The Drop, I will discuss key learnings from my 2018 Facebook Live experiment. And in true storytelling form, I'll share my top reads for 2018, including best business books and some fun holiday reads. And we finish with a Christmas song when special guest Tamara Linky drops in to help spread extra Christmas cheer. This is my Christmas version of Be The Drop. Would you like to join me on a creative podcasting journey? Then head along to my first ever Adelaide Fringe show called Pop Your Podcast Cherry, an interactive podcasting event on Tuesday 19th or 26th of February at The Jade. Tickets are only $20 each and are available via the Fringe website. Link in the show notes. I would love to see you there. And for any of those last minute Christmas shoppers, it'd make a great stocking filler. For those of you who aren't aware, at the beginning of 2018, I made a commitment to release one Facebook Live video every week. Video is becoming increasingly important as an element in your marketing communication mix. Cisco International Research forecasts that by 2022, which is nearly in 2019, only a few years away, consumer video traffic will be over 80% of all consumer internet traffic. Therefore, if your business isn't producing video content, you're going to be missing out on a huge volume of internet traffic. This is why at Narrative Marketing, we're really passionate about the power of video, and we've been super excited to help an increasing number of clients by producing professional yet affordable content. However, it's not always feasible, affordable or relevant to produce high-end professional video content. I know people find it surprising when I say this because we actually offer this service, but as a small business owner myself, I personally understand the pressure on both time and money when running a business. So this was one of the reasons why I wanted to commit my time to getting better at low budget in-house video production with a specific focus on live videos. Like any skill, you need to actually practice it. Make mistakes, try again before you're going to get better at what you're doing. So for me, setting the goal at the beginning of 2018 to release a weekly live video was one way to make sure that I could practice and improve this skill. 
I'm also the type of person who loves goals and setting myself challenges. So this approach really worked for me. The second key reason and the reason why I focused on Facebook live videos is because data suggests that Facebook algorithm is more favorable to live videos and I wanted to test this out myself. The change in early 2018 to the Facebook algorithm really changed the way of how many people saw content from business pages and many small to medium-sized businesses saw a huge drop in their organic traffic as Facebook moved towards a pay-for-play business model, meaning that if you want your audience to see your content, if you're a business, you're really going to need to pay for it. So I wanted to personally test if Facebook Live videos did get more engagement and better performance via unpaid organic Facebook content. Over the year, in my goal of releasing weekly live videos, I think I missed only about two weeks across the year. Some of the live videos I released on my Narrative Marketing Facebook page and some of them I released via the Brand Storytelling Superheroes Facebook group page. Um, So I mixed that up a bit. But what I wanted to do today was share with you some of the key things I learned from this year of weekly live videos. So number one was setting a weekly goal is absolutely an awesome way to make yourself learn. I highly recommend it. Making sure that you're going to do the same task every week and you're committed to doing it. And one thing that I did do was I told people that I had this goal. I told numerous people publicly on my social media pages and I repeated it to clients and to other people I was talking with. So then I had this accountability aspect to that goal. I'd said that I was going to do a weekly live. So I felt like I really needed to make sure I did it. So having that goal and articulating it was something that was really good because as I said, I only missed a couple of weeks. Um, I was on holidays and decided to give myself, you know, two weeks out of that, which is still, you know, over 50 Facebook live videos or around 50 Facebook live videos that I did in 2018. So I highly recommend this and we're, we're just about to start a new year. So it's a great time to set yourself a goal. And then once you've done that, because it's easy to set the goal, the challenge is to make sure you commit to it. But so telling people and also that fact that I had, it was a weekly video. So I'd made it very timely. Um, and if you're looking into goal setting, and we'll talk a bit more about this in next week's episode, which is, you know, at the beginning of the year. So we're going to look at goal setting again, but you're really those smart goals. And one of that is to make it timely and also something achievable. So once a week for me was achievable. It gave it a time frame. So every week I needed to do it. And also then it was, it was something that, you know, as I told people about it, something that I held accountable for. So really recommend that firstly. Secondly, being prepared in advance really helps improve the quality of the video you're going to do and reduces the stress associated with creating live videos. So know your outline in advance. Because I'd set that goal, I knew I needed to do one every week. So I needed to be prepared for that. Um, Set an outline of what you're going to cover in the live video. If you can create monthly content calendars or, you know, and even, you know, some people are working eight weeks in advance when they're releasing content. But at the beginning of the month, if you're setting a content calendar and you know that you need to do a weekly live video, then at the beginning of the month, set out what you're going to cover in each of those live videos. And that's going to really take away some of the pressure from having to do that. And particularly if you're not confident in doing a live video, then 
any area that you can reduce the pressure so that planning and preparation is going to help the quality of of what you deliver because if you're stressed and tense about even you know what you're supposed to talk about then that's going to come through when you're delivering that video so being prepared really helped take away some of the stress and just manage the commitment of doing a weekly live video the third thing that I learned, you know, and, and was really happy was that over the year, I, I improved my Facebook live techniques. So, and just live video techniques, realistically, from understanding the technical and equipment requirements to the actual delivery of how, how I delivered it by doing this every week. I, you know, I made mistakes. There was stuff happened. Um, you know, one live video, I had my kids, but I thought they were happily um, entertained outside and they weren't. And my son came in in the middle cracking it. So I had to stop. So I learned that even if you, you know, kids and Facebook live don't mix. So um, really timing is really important. Um, but also the technical aspects, you know, when we started, I was using a beer carton as my stand <laughs> um, and balancing my phone with a dictionary behind it. So I I did start with a really basic, you know, setup. You know, I had a carton of beer at home and my dictionary and I used that. Um, but then I got some basic tripods and other equipment to help me really became conscious of lighting, which are all things that we apply in the professional videos. But because Chris, my videographer, manages a lot of that, I do the production and the direction side of the video content. It was a good experience for me to go through and really see the impact of that. So, um, and I have actually some of the live videos that I released throughout the year did cover some of the equipment and some of the the um, lighting techniques, etc., that I've learned. So, if you're looking um, for some hints and tips before you do some live videos, check out some of those because I've shared the equipment, or send me an email to Amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au because I'm always happy to share that information and help you you know, learn from my year's experience. So certainly um, I feel more confident and it's just easy now to smash out live videos. You know, after a year of doing them, I've, you know, I've got my idea and the, the outline of what I'm going to do. I can just set up and go. Um, the one thing there with the, with the technical side of it is that reception. I, I live in the Adelaide Hills, which I love, but we don't have the best reception and that can some times impact it because it's a live video stream you do need good internet reception um so that was a challenge for me and a difficult one for me to overcome because I can't change where I live and where my office is set up um, but being aware of that's really important so the fourth thing, um, which is in regards to Facebook organic ranking. So my live videos were frequently amongst some of the highest performing content on my narrative marketing Facebook page. So in that respect, I would definitely say that live video content does get good organic placing. They were unpaid content and, you know, in relation to my other unpaid content, say blog posts or images, they performed strongly and, you know, as far as views, likes and comments. Um, our other professionally produced video content, which we share a lot of as well, also ranks highly. So definitely for us, video is powerful um, from a, a stats and engagement perspective. Uh, so, so that was a really good outcome to see the data and actually see the performance on our page and, and know that, you know, it really is, video is really powerful and important part of that marketing mix. 
The fifth one was that live videos, and, and it might seem really logical, but it was a good um, good part of the experiment, is that live videos with another person. So when I quite often had someone with me, you know, if, if we just recorded um, a podcast interview, for example, I'd then sit with them and we'd do a live video. And those those live videos with an, a, a guest were some of the highest performing um, videos that we did for a couple of reasons, I suppose, because it gives another context of perspective but also um, because the people those guests often shared those videos onto their page as well so for example I interviewed Heather Kroll who is the director of the Adelaide Fringe as a, as a Facebook Live, we did that on the narrative marketing page. They then shared it, so Adelaide Fringe then shared that live video onto their page and, and they've got a huge audience, a much bigger audience than narrative marketing's page does. And so that got a lot of engagement, a lot of views and comments. And also I then also got a number of people who then liked the narrative marketing Facebook page as a result of that. So thinking about who you might be able to include as guests uh, in your live videos is another great way to get more of an economy of scale from your live content. So that was a really good outcome as well. So overall, I really enjoyed the experiment. I learned a great deal from the process and I feel, you know, a big sense of achievement from committing to this goal and to successfully seeing it out. Over the New Year's break, I'm, I'm going to be reflecting on where I'll take this goal in 2019. I'm not sure that I'll do exactly the same thing. I'd like to further refine and build on this on these skills. So I'm just going to figure out exactly where I take that. So stay tuned for where that goes. As promised in the introduction of this episode, and as any good storyteller should do, I'm also going to share with you some of my top reads from 2018. Uh, it's probably not a surprise, but I am an avid reader and I love consuming other people's stories. My top business reads for 2018 was firstly, Stories for Work, The Essential Guide to Business Storytelling by Gabrielle Dolan. Um, it's probably obvious why this book appealed to me but regardless of the level of your personal passion for storytelling it's a fantastic resource for helping you achieve success in business. Gabrielle is a global thought leader in business storytelling and in her book she shares strategies, tips and case studies, so actual examples to help the reader understand how they might implement the techniques themselves and I highly recommend this book. I'll be setting a goal for 2019 to interview Gabrielle on this podcast because I'd love to share more directly with you some of her fantastic knowledge in this space. So the second book uh, the second business book I revisited this year called The One Thing by Gary Keller with Jay Papasan. It's a fantastic approach to help manage a busy lifestyle, both business and personal, by focusing on cutting clutter and then focusing on one thing at a time. It goes through and looks at the weaknesses associated with multitasking and this concept of work-life balance and instead it advocates for counterbalance. So these concepts in, in this book really resonate with me and it's something that I like to revisit and remind myself of when we get caught up trying to do too many things at once. So if that's an issue for you, I would recommend um, looking out for that book. 
some lighter reads you might like to enjoy for your holidays that I read in 2018 and love to recommend is firstly Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng, it's NG. I found this a fun, quirky and enjoyable read. Um, It's a great one for easy reading holiday escapes. Uh, Secondly, the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon. Uh, this is it's not wasn't released in 2018, but I read it in 2018. Uh, it's a series of novels that feature elements of historical fiction, romance, adventure, and a dose of time travel. It's a bigger read um, and longer commitment because there's a few uh, larger books in the series. But the core characters are fabulous, and I really enjoyed traveling through time with them. Uh, another one that I enjoyed. This year was called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. Um, This book shifts from laugh out loud funny to quite deeply moving um, and it follows an original and quirky plot with some great central characters. It's another easy and fun holiday read. Books that I have on my list to read in 2019, and a couple of them you'll probably think, oh, my gosh, she hasn't read them already, um, is Any Ordinary Day by Lee Sales. Uh, The second one is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And the third one is Becoming by Michelle Obama. I'm really excited to have three highly successful and influential women on my hit list of must-reads for 2019, and I'm I'm looking forward to diving into them. If you've already read them, I'd love to hear, but don't do any spoilers, thanks. <laughs> that brings us towards the end of my Christmas episode. So again, I want to wish you, your loved ones, and especially those of you who are missing loved ones, a very Merry Christmas. I hope it is a time where you can reflect and relax and focus on the joy that we have, even if there is difficulty and challenges surrounding you. I'm incredibly grateful and thankful that you've chosen to spend some of your time with me, and I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in 2019. Now, as promised, we get to finish with a song for you, my lovely listeners. I have Tamara Linky in the studio with me today. We are actually talking about something really exciting. She's going to be launching a podcast next year, so definitely listen out for that. But for now, she has a wonderful singing voice and she's going to sing you a Christmas tune. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring us some figgy pudding, now bring us some figgy pudding, now bring us some figgy pudding and bring some out here. And we won't go until we've got some, we won't go until we've got some, we won't go until we've got some, so bring some out here good tidings good tidings good tidings good tidings we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year merry christmas thank you merry christmas everybody Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world.
To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Okay, so Chris, we don't know exactly how this is going to work. I'll explain it later. Um, but, and as a special creep. Whoop. Creep? <laughs> a special creep. <laughs>